0: Welcome to the Minister's Mantle Teaching Library of Pastor Jay Everly. This message is designed to impart a spirit of faith into your spirit and prepare you to flow skillfully with the ministry manual God has for you in these end times. Here's Pastor Jay. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verses 14 and 15. It tells us, Till I come, Paul said, he's talking to a young minister here. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, amen, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Meditate upon these gifts that God gave you. Amen. Give yourself wholly to them, entirely to them. You know, one of the laws of fulfilling your ministry is total abandonment. Yes, sir. Amen. Completely abandoning yourself to your call. Amen. Amen. Give yourself wholly to them. What will happen if you do that? He said, your profiting will appear to all. Your profiting will appear to all. The Greek says, rather than profiting, it means progress, advancement, or increase. That's what he's talking about in the ministry. Progressing in ministry, advancing in ministry, and increasing in ministry. God is the God of increase. Amen. I said, God's the God of increase. That's the way everything in the kingdom of God works. It starts first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. The Bible said we go from grace, from strength to strength. We go from glory to glory. What does that mean? From one degree of strength to another degree of strength. From one degree of glory to another degree of glory. It says we go from faith to faith. That means our faith ought to be growing and abounding. From one degree of faith to another degree of faith. And here he's talking about ministry. And he said, there is progress that you and I should be making in ministry. We should be advancing. Amen. We should be increasing and progressing. Increasing in what? Well, a lot of different things. But increasing in revelation knowledge. Increasing in the anointing on our lives increasing in skill Amen. to yield to that anointing. Amen. Amen. How many of you know you got to learn to be skillful? Yes. We read yesterday, or we looked, or I don't know if we read it, but we, we quoted it. Remember, at the, at the end, God wants to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well done. Thou good and faithful. Good and faithful. You need to be good at what you're called to do. Amen. Sometimes little young whippersnappers in the ministry, they try to tell me things that I should do. And I say, now you just pipe down. You just hush up because I know my business. I become good at
1: it. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 That went over like a lead balloon. But anyway, we should be advancing. We should be increasing. Amen. Um, So... There's different ways this progress takes place. And to be honest with you, if you're faithful, you'll keep progressing in usableness for God. God will use you more and more. You'll be more and more a vessel of honor. The Bible talks about in in a great house, there's not only vessels of wood and hay and stubble, remember, but uh, vessels of gold and silver. Some to honor, some to dishonor. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? So and let's go over there and look at that because I think uh, I, want, I want you to see something uh, over in 2 Timothy. Go over there in 2 Timothy. We're there in 1 Timothy. You ought, to, you ought to make it a practice as a minister. Make it a practice to read Paul's epistles that he wrote to young, his young ministers coming up under him. Yes, That's right. basically First Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus. Amen. You ought to read it all the time because, see, that applies to you and me because we're in the ministry. That's right course, you and I ought to meditate on all the scriptures. You understand,
1: Amen.
0: but I'm just simply saying there's a lot in these books, first and Timothy second Timothy and Titus that will apply to you and me as a minister that'll open our eyes to what God expects out of us. Amen. Like for example, in first Timothy three, there's, qual- there's a list of qualifications for the ministry. Amen. And you need, uh, and I, I need to go down through there and, and meditate on those and make sure we're staying and in, in, uh, qualifying for the ministry that God has for us. Amen. So, but he said here, now we went over to 2 Timothy. I don't know if I told you which chapter. Did I tell you which chapter? Chapter number 2. Um, he said, uh, verse number 20, In a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor, and some to dishonor. Now, if you stopped right there, you would think God is the one that chooses whether a man is a vessel of gold and silver or a vessel of you know lesser quality or lesser value. You would think, well, God just makes some people a vessel of gold and silver, and others are not as not as uh, you know uh, they're not as highly valued. But notice what he says in the next verse. Amen. That was verse number 20. Verse 21, it says, if a man therefore will purge himself from these. Now, if you look at the context, there's about seven different things he's talking about when he said these. All around that passage. Purge himself from these. One thing is what he said in verse number 19, iniquity. Let him depart from iniquity. Another thing is up in verse 16, profane and vain babblings. Another thing is over in verse 4, uh, any man, uh, no man that warreth uh, entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. In other words, you got to purge yourself from the affairs of this life. Then you go down to verse 22, the, the youthful lust. Amen. And then in verse number 20 and 21, the vessels of dishonor. You got to stay away from vessels of dishonor. You got to guard your fellowship. Amen. 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 Yes, you know, evil communications corrupts good manners, you know. You learn bad habits because of hanging around wrong pe- people that have wrong habits. Right. There are some people that their habits in the ministry will guarantee they'll never go any further than they're going to go. Right. Yes, guarantee. Yes, Amen. Yes, Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. They're, they're, they're lazy. They're not dedicated. Wow. They don't study. They don't have a disciplined mind. Yeah. They, they yield to their flesh.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Paul said over there in 1 Corinthians 9, he's talking about the ministry. He said, uh, talking about his own ministry. He said, I keep my body under. I keep it under. My, in other words, I, I make it obey me. I keep my body under. I bring it into subjection. Then he said, "Lest by any means when I preach to others, I myself would be a castaway. The word castaway means disapproved, Not for salvation, but disapproves to be, to be used of God. Amen. 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 Yeah, uh, Yielding to the flesh can disqualify you and knock you out of the ministry. Yes, or it can keep you from progressing in the ministry. Yes, amen. 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 Word, amen. Hey, preacher, turn the internet off and get off the uh, pornography sites. Come on, now. Amen. Amen. Boy, it's awfully quiet back back in there in the back. Praise the Lord. So, uh, and we can talk a lot about that, but notice he said, if any man, this is verse number 21. If a man therefore purge himself from these, these are all these things around this verse, purge himself from these, he'll be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Praise God. In other words, it's you and I, that uh, makes ourselves a vessel of honor or a vessel of dishonor. Yes, sir. Because he said there's some vessels of honor, some to dishonor. And he said if we'll purge ourselves from these certain things, we'll be a vessel of honor. That's right. So it's not up to God whether we're a vessel of honor. It's up to us whether we're a vessel right. of honor. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. You know, God will take the time to prepare the vessel before he pours something into the vessel. Amen. The reason that he's interested and that, that it's important to him which vessel he pours his anointing power in and through is because, you know as well as I do, vessels flavor what they contain. They do. Vessels of, oh, flavor what they contain. Amen. And God doesn't want you tainting his flow of anointing through you. He wants it to be coming through a clean vessel. I see preachers in the United States. I see them sometimes. They come over here. Yes, sir. They're, they're, they, their whole motive is money. Yes, Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. Hello. Yes, their whole motive is money. Yes. You never notice that's all they preach about. When they come over here, that's all they preach about. Money, 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 money. There's other things in the Bible. Amen. Amen. This is why Jesus appeared to Brother Hagin and gave him that healing anointing. And And then he said, go your way, be faithful, fulfill your ministry, the time is short, so forth and so on. And in the vision, Jesus turned and walked, he began to walk away. And then in the vision, he turned around and he pointed to Brother Hagin and said, be careful about money. That doesn't mean be careful that you make sure you never have any. Because in another vision, he said, I'm not opposed to my children being rich. I'm opposed to them being covetous. Yes,
1: sir. Yes. Yes, sir.
0: And that's in line with the scriptures. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he has no sorrow with it. Amen. 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 Glory to God. We could go on and on and on about that. But see, he is opposed to covetousness. So Jesus turned around and said, be careful about money after he had just given him that healing anointing. Be careful about the money. He said, because many upon whom I have placed my spirit and called to such a ministry have become money minded and have lost the anointing. Bless bless their darling hearts. Some of these modern day covetous preachers, they don't even know they lost the anointing. They don't even know it. They just good at motivational speaking. Don't know there's no power behind it anymore. Man, he sounds like he's against prosperity. You never heard a bigger prosperity preacher than this one right here. Amen. But there's two ways to do it. There's the world's way of doing it and there's heaven's way of doing it and heaven doesn't have any covetousness with it. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So he told Jesus, uh, Jesus told Brother Hagin, be careful about money. That means be careful about what's motivating you. Amen. Amen. We know we need finances in the ministry, you know, to do what we do. We understand that. And it's proper to receive tithes and offerings. That's another thing, pastors. Teach your your people to tithe. Some of you should be able to work full time in the ministry and you can't because you're scared to teach them to tithe. You're robbing them. You're robbing them. Teach them to tithe. That's not covetousness to teach the Bible. Amen. Amen. That's God's plan. God said they that preach the gospel should live of the gospel. Isn't that what He said? And uh, the Bible says over there, Paul's talking about it in 1 Corinthians. He said uh, in the Old Test—he's referring to the Old Testament. He said, uh, "They know ye not that they that ministered at the altar were partakers of the altar." He's talking about the Old Testament system that God set up and God told him back then, bring the tithes because there's some people, you know, that I want to be in the, in, the, in the altar ministering, you know, and so forth. And they were the ministers of the Old Testament. And they that and Paul said, know ye not that they that minister at the altar are partakers of the altar, talking about the temple worship and how God set it up in the Old Testament. And then he said this, he said, even so hath the Lord ordained. That's Jesus. Jesus ordained. Yes that they that preach the gospel, live of the gospel. Amen. 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 They that preach the gospel, live of the gospel. He said, even so hath the Lord ordained. You know, sometimes people say, well, I don't know where tithing is in the New Testament. Right there it is. Right there it is. Even so hath the Lord. In other words, just like God said in the Old Testament for them to bring their tithes and their offerings so that they could keep ministering at the altar and wouldn't have to go out and work a job and then come in and minister at the altar. Even so hath the Lord ordained. The Lord ordained it to be this way. They that preach the gospel live of the gospel. Amen. Amen. So teach your people to tithe. Teach them. What's the tithe? 10% of all their increase. Amen. And here's something else, preacher. I'm going to pop the clutch because I'm leaving town right after this. You need to tithe. You need to tithe. I have been doing, this has been something I've I've done for a number of years. I've been examining the practices and habits of successful anointed ministers. I'm not talking about somebody that's a shooting star that appears for a while and burns bright and then they fade out and you don't even know where they went. I'm talking about, you know, stable ministers, proven ministers, anointed of God, and they're they're, they're, uh, stable and they've endured and, uh, you know, they have longevity. Amen. And they they just keep on. Their, they even the older they get, they keep on increasing yes, and progressing in ministry. Yes, and I've been doing a study on their lives and their practices and their habits. Yeah. And can I tell you a little something I found out on, about sir. them? Amen. So every single one of them, every single one. I'm not talking about fly by night, you know, people. Yes, sir. Every single one of them, all of them, are tithers yes, sir. out of their personal lives yes, sir. and their ministries.
1: Amen. Yes, sir. All of them. Yes, sir.
0: All of them. Amen. Amen. Yes,
1: sir. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Because, because uh, Luke 16 says, it says over, and you see, it's getting real quiet out there again. but uh, Luke 16 says, if you can't be faithful with the unrighteous mammon, who will give you the true riches? The context unrighteous mammon is finances. That's,
1: right. yes,
0: That's what unrighteous mammon is finances. True riches are the treasures of the spirit, the things Amen. of God, the anointing, Amen. revelation, Amen. Uh, you know, the, the, the position God gives people to stand before the body of Christ and speak into the body of Christ. Amen. You don't get that because you finagle. You get that because God counts you faithful Amen. and says, you purged yourself. You're a vessel of honor. Now I'm going to give you a greater voice in the body of Christ.
1: Amen.
0: Yes, sir. Amen. 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 <laughs> It's, this is tight, but it's right. Oh, right. I, just, I just like it right. If you don't like it right, then you're not right. Amen. But he said, you've got to be faithful with these, these natural things, and, uh, and then I'll give you the true riches. That's the anointing on your life, the the blessed ointment that comes on you when you stand up to preach and enables you to wax bold and eloquent and, and to impart something into the people that changes their life. That's not of you, my dear brother, my sister. That's of the Holy Ghost. Amen. He said, if you want that kind of thing and you want to keep increasing in that, be faithful to the unrighteous mammon. That includes managing money right, not not mishandling it, not stealing out of the church funds. But it also includes tithing. Because he also said right there in the contact, if you can't can't be faithful in that which is another man's, who will give you that which is your own? As a minister, you should know the Bible says that the tithe belongs to the Lord. So the tithe would qualify of that which is another man's. The tithe is God's. Yes, the tithe belongs to somebody else. doesn't belong to you. Right. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Well, anyway, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I rest my case. For God. Amen. So he told Brother Hagin, be careful about money. Yes, that doesn't mean you don't preach about it. Right. That don't mean you're scared. See, the, the spirit of fear will back you out of talking about money. Well, I don't want my people to think, you know, that that, uh, you know, that's all I think about. Well, prove that that's not all you think that's about right. by, by living right, Amen. But, go ahead and, but go ahead and preach the whole Bible.
1: That's right. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir.
0: You're robbing people if you don't teach them about tithing, yes, because he said that there would be a blessing they couldn't contain in their life right. if they would put, give God the first of, of, of the, the increase. Yes, sir. Amen. 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 But you got to stay out of covetousness. Yes, Oh, what's covetousness? Well, I'll give you an illustration of covetousness. A minister I knew, I didn't know him very well, um, but he was a part of an organization I was a part of. Every time I'd see him, I'd get a little fellowship with him and and so forth, and he he would grind on my spirit. I don't know if you know what I mean by that. Just something in here wasn't right. Well, I'm not judgmental. I'm not not critical, but I do follow my spirit, you know, so I sort of guarded myself. But anyway, I found out later that... um, He's driving, of course, I, I knew this part, but he's driving the nicest, biggest BMW you can buy. Mm-hmm. Yes, not, I'm not opposed to that. How many of you know God said he'll, go, he'll cause you to eat the good of the land?
1: That's right. yes. Yes. That's
0: right. I don't know what the good of the land is here, but in the United States, that's part of the best that there is. Amen. 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 So he said he'd do that for you. Yes, sir. I don't think he wants you to eat the good of the land and then drive the bad of the land. Wow or to live in the bad of the land. I think he wants you to eat the good of the land, live in the good of the land, drive the good of the land, wear the good of the land. Amen. So, but anyway, he's driving, which is fine, but, but you know, there's, there's different ways people can get things. And so, but he's driving the bigot. Now, mind you, he's a minister in his early 30s. So he's not hardly dry behind his ears yet. I don't know if you know what I mean by that. In other words, that just—we call him in the United States "young whippersnapper." Yes,
1: sir.
0: That just means he's getting started, you know, in the ministry. Yes,
1: sir.
0: And so, uh, but anyway, he's got—he's got the nicest, biggest, longest, prettiest BMW you can buy with the prettiest wheels and everything. Well, well, that's fine. God said He'd give you the good of the land, but like I said, there's more than one way you can get that. Well, I found out that uh, he started out when he took the church. He took it from another man. He took it, he had about 75 people, something like that, 65, 75 people or something like that coming. And the longer he pastored, the fewer people he had. In other words, rather than growing and increasing and progressing, he kept diminishing. Well, something ain't right. That's right. Amen. I don't know what's not. I mean, I didn't know at the time what wasn't right. I found out later what wasn't right. But see, you ought to be progressing. So I, I just, I, it's not my business, you know. But um, a leader in this organization started talking to me about what, and then he had to resign his church because he got all the way down to, I think it was like 15 people. Started about 75, went down, and kept on decreasing down to about 15 people. And eventually had to resign his church and had to actually leave town because he was, he was uh, if somebody didn't come to his service, on Sunday morning, on Monday, he and his wife would get in that big BMW, drive to their house, knock on their door, invite themselves in, and say, we noticed you weren't at church on Sunday, now we've come to collect the tithes. Yeah. Now you can see where they were getting the money for that big BMW. (laughs) Now you understand God's not opposed to a big BMW, but he is opposed to covetousness. Tell your neighbor, he's preaching better than your amen. (laughs) I love watching expressions on people's faces whenever I preach. So praise God. Purge himself from these. He'll be a vessel under honor. A vessel under honor. Sanctified and meet for the master's use. There's just some things that God's going to have to knock out of people and get out of them before he can use them any further than he's using them.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. I've been there myself. I've had the Lord talk. I remember back years ago in the early early days of, uh, I really wasn't in the ministry yet. I was preparing for the ministry. I was uh, watching TV and the Spirit of God spoke to me. It wasn't pornography or anything, but it wasn't necessarily clean, you know. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. Amen. I'm probably in my early 20s at the time. Amen. And uh, the Spirit of God spoke to me. He said, if you don't cut that out of your life, you're not going to go. You're done. You're not going any further than where you are right now. You're not going to progress any further. Well, that'll get your attention. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well... Like a preacher said one time, if you want a holy hush in the church, just go to preaching about raising children, marriage, or money. Any any one of them, you'll get a holy hush. So we're interested in progressing. I'm interested in progressing. Anybody else here interested in progressing? What does it mean to progress? It means to go and move from one degree of usefulness to God or anointing, In ministry to another degree. We go from glory to glory. We go from faith to faith. We go from strength to strength. That means from one degree to another degree. So uh, it could mean moving from one office to another office. Amen. It's talking about progression in usefulness to God. And that can come different ways. It can come through greater anointing within the same office. It could come through God progressing you from moving you from one lower office to another higher office. And you realize that higher offices require higher dedication and consecration. Amen. And so uh, Paul, back in the 13th chapter of the book of Acts, let's go back there. I want you to look at this. I think probably most of us are familiar with it. But uh, the Bible tells us in the 13th chapter of the book of Acts, in verse number one, there was in the church that was at Antioch, certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon, si- and, and names all their names, Paul and Silas, I mean, uh, uh, Barnabas and uh, Paul were there. His name was changed to Paul. It says in verse two, they ministered, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work I have called them. Say that out loud, separate unto me. Separate unto me, amen, for the work I've called them to. Separate it unto me for the work whereunto I have called them. How many of you know there is a divine call? You don't go into the ministry because you say, well, I can't make anything else work. I guess I'll try the ministry. You're going to get beat up. The devil's going to destroy you. You have to, there, you, you receive a divine call to the ministry. Amen. And I tell people all the time, I tell people in my church, if you can do anything else, do it. Yes. Don't go into the ministry yes. if you can do anything else. But if you just have that knowing inside that you just have to obey God, then you got to obey God. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir.
0: There's a divine call. So he said, separate unto me, Barnabas, for the work run to, I have called them. Yes. Now, you, you would think if you didn't know the Bible and you just read that verse standing alone, you would think Paul and Barnabas weren't in the ministry yet. On. But they had been in the ministry for years. Yes, sir. Amen. Pay attention to me. You're going you're to get something this morning. Yes, Amen. 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 Or afternoon already. I don't know what time it is. I mean, we've been going already a good long time. But, but uh, he said, he said well, separate them for the work I have called them to. If you just read that verse, you'd think they weren't in the ministry yet. And they hadn't that's been separated under the call. Yes,
1: sir.
0: But yet you read the uh, previous verses and chapters and you'll find Paul had been in the ministry for years. Yeah. Barnabas had been in the ministry for years. Yes, what, is it, what is it that's happening here? They, they had been in the ministry, but yet they had not yet progressed into really what God had in mind when he called them. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: They weren't in disobedience. They weren't being unfaithful. They were being faithful. They had been obedient. They were in the ministry. It's just that they are now progressing into what God ultimately had in mind the whole time for them to do. The Bible said, keep pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling. The high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There is an ultimate plan God has for your life, and to get there, you're going to have to keep on being faithful, and you're going to have to progress through all the phases of ministry that God sets before you to be faithful at, because He doesn't start you out where He ultimately has planned for you to be. He starts you and I out in a lesser place of ministry and sees whether we're going to be faithful there. Amen. And that's where people flunk tests. They, well, I'm called, I know. See, sometimes from an early time in life, I don't know about your testimony, but I know my testimony way back when the Lord first called me. I had some senses about some things. I didn't have enough Bible knowledge to know what it was all about, but I had a sense about how God wanted to use me. I got my mind renewed and started realizing which office it was. Amen. 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 And I thought, my goodness, I mean, but you see, some things I've known for more than 25 years that I would eventually stand in yes, sir. and have not, either I am only now beginning to stand in them or some things I haven't even gotten into yet. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Someone say, well, what's wrong with you? You should be faithful and get into it. No, I mean, I've begged and beat the floor and cried and fasted and prayed. And God just says, not yet, not yet, Amen. not time yet not time yet. Just be faithful where you are. (laughs) But that's where people flunk tests. See, you got to pass those tests in order to get into the ultimate thing God has for you. And a lot of those tests will knock a lot of, you know, self-promotion out of you, a lot of uh, carnal ambition out of you, a lot of the, the, the woo-woo and the excitement of being up front and having lights on you and people knowing your name. There's a lot of stuff like that that just has to be knocked out of you. If you're going to ultimately stand in that in that plan God has for you in that higher office yes, and really function there without being uh, knocked out because of your uh, bad character, yes, sir. Amen. 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 There's some anointings that that the, there's some anointings that require a greater dedication. And the more you walk with God, the more you have to separate yourself from certain things if you're ever going to get in what really God has in mind for you in the ministry. Amen. Yes, sir. Jesus appeared to Brother Hagin one time and said he had been unfaithful in one of the phases of his ministry, and uh, he he kind of Jesus. Uh, I mean, uh, excuse me, Brother Hagin kind of argued with the Lord. He said, "Well, Lord, I left my last church when you told me to leave." And Brother Hagin said, "Yeah, but you weren't faithful to do what I told you to do. You weren't faithful to minister the way I told you to minister." Yes, sir. God had told him a certain way to minister to the sick, and he wasn't doing it. Because back then, it wasn't the way we do it. Uh, that wasn't the way they do it. So, but, but so, and then finally, Brother Hagin said, oh, I see it, Lord, forgive me, and he repented. And then the Lord said, all right, now you're moving into the third phase of your ministry. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Pro- I'm talking about progression. I'm talking about progression. And uh, in the process of, and they talked to him about what that was, but but in the process of that conversation, Jesus said to him, he said, uh, many of my ministers, many of my ministers, he said, they live and die and never even get into the first phase of the ministry I have for them. Never even get into the first phase. He said, that's the reason many of them die young or die prematurely. Well, I, I paid attention to that because I don't want to die young. You know, I still am young. <laughs> Say amen real loud, please. I feel so much better. Hallelujah. <laughs> I do have more strength than when I was in my, my, my late 30s and early 40s. I got more strength today. I'm, I'm 50 years young today. Praise the Lord. I like what Brother Copeland said. He said, I'm going to grow to a a great old age and stay young. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to get old gracefully and stay young in spirit and strong in my flesh. Yeah, glory to God. He renews our youth like the eagles. Amen. But uh, anyway, he said, many of Jesus in this vision, talking to Brother Hagin, many of my ministers live and die, and they never even get into the first phrase. This is the reason yeah. they die young die prematurely. Yeah. You know, sometimes some ministers, they begin to get sickly and sickly and worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And that's the reason why. Mm-hmm. They're not discerning their place in the body of Christ. Yes. They, have, like, they do what we talked about yesterday. They have their own mind, thing in mind yeah. rather than the plan of God in mind. Yes, so they're not progressing in the plan of God. They're progressing in their plan. Right which is disobedience. Yes, sir. Amen. Notice the way Jesus said that to brother Hagin, many of them live and die and never get into the first phase of the ministry that I have for them, not ministry. See, you can go into ministry and be doing anything in a minute, but it might not be what he has for you, Amen. what he has in mind yes, for you. Amen. Yes, Amen. Amen. Yes, well, I tried that and I couldn't get the bills paid. Well, maybe maybe you were premature. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe you were premature. You were out there before the Lord counted you faithful in a lesser office. Amen. All right. Now. All right, now. All right now. Amen. 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 Or maybe you just need to develop your faith. Amen. Yes. That's why God will talk to you ahead of time about some things. Yes. Amen. He'll begin to lead you, and give you promptings. Some things are coming. My ministry's changing. I'm going to be doing something different. And so the reason you get those inklings ahead of time is so you can prepare your Amen. faith. Get ready in faith, get things organized, get organized for the new office, organized for the new phase. Hallelujah. Our whole life ought to revolve around the plan of God for our life. And we organize for that. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So Paul's going into a new phase of ministry here. Can you see that? He said, separate them unto the work whereunto I have called them. He's being, actually, if you read the whole thing, up until this time, because actually in this verse, look here again, look at me in verse number one. Now, there were in the church, there was at Antioch, certain prophets and teachers. It mentions that those two offices. So all those ministers that he, minister, that he mentioned in this passage were either a prophet or a teacher or a prophet and a teacher. Isn't that, isn't that what that said? There was in the church certain prophets and teachers. He didn't mention the evangelists that were there. Maybe there were some there. He didn't mention the apostles that were there. Or pastors. Maybe there were, but they weren't there at that meeting. In this prayer meeting, there was prophets and teachers. Amen. So, it says that's what Paul was. And actually, if you look what, at, the whole, at the verses before this, he stood But Paul was both a prophet and a teacher before this. You realize one of the qualifications or one of the characteristics of the prophet's office is that he has visions and revelations. Amen. Those two, that, those, that equips him to stand in that office. So he's, and you look at Paul's ministry, he saw Jesus. What was it? I forget. I, maybe, I, maybe some of you men know better than me, but seven, eight times Jesus appeared to him, I believe. And so uh, you can see he was a prophet. Yes, sir. And so then he, he was a teacher. I mean, we got the, all these books of Colossians and Philippians and all those books. They're <laughs> such a teacher. My goodness. And uh, anyway, so, but, uh, so he's standing in those two offices. Yes. And then you read on down through. It talks about how they separated them down verse 5 when they had prayed. Or, or excuse me, verse number 3. And then it says, uh, it, it goes into chapter number uh, <clears throat> 14. And you go over to chapter number 14. And uh, it mentions here in verse number 14 of chapter 14, and when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul heard of this, they rent their clothes. You remember they were trying to worship them. Remember that? They rent their clothes and said, no, no, don't worship us. We're just men. But notice I want you to see there. That's the first time in Acts 14, 14 is the first time Paul is called an apostle in the New Testament. Why? Because before that, he was standing in other offices. That's
1: right. That's Amen. Good. That's
0: good. Whenever in Acts 13, the Spirit of God says, separate me unto the work whereunto I have called them, yes, sir. they were separated unto the ministry of the apostolic. Amen. Which there's so many people that confuse what that office is all about. Yes. They think it just means you march into the city and say, okay, I'm the apostle here. Everybody submit to me. Hogwash. Amen. Don't even have a relationship with you. Don't even know you. Amen. The apostle's office is not so much an office of privilege as it is an office of responsibility. And any true apostle won't be looking at the privilege of me being over you and you need to listen to me. That's right. Amen. Did he father you? Did he bring you up from from the spiritual babyhood stage? Did he bring you into the ministry and oh is he is he now your spiritual daddy? Right. Come on. No. Well then he ain't your apostle. Exactly. Yes sir. Yes sir. Paul Paul only spoke into those churches that he started.
1: Right. Right.
0: That's the only people he was an apostle over.
1: That's right. back.
0: Boy, I could get on, I could, I could, we could barbecue some sacred cows right now. We could barbecue, we could get our knife and fork and napkin out. We could have us a meal on that one. (laughs) He said he has the barbecue sauce. (laughs) Glory. I'm getting some glares back there, you know. Praise the Lord. You ought to read Brother Hagin's book. I don't think we have a copy of it, but you can get things online, I think, over here. Um, that, that book called, uh, He Gave Gifts Unto Men. Oh, dear Lord, it'll, it'll straighten out a lot of doctrine. But, but uh, because we don't have time to get into all that and uh, we need to say what God's trying to say to us here, this is when they were separated. They were promoted into this office at this, right here in uh, Acts chapter number 13. Can you see that? What is that called? That's called progressing. Tell your neighbor, progressing. Progressing. Now go to Psalm 106. Go to Psalm 106, real quickly. We're not gonna take much more time. We're gonna break for a session, break here, and then we're gonna get into more of this. Whatever the Lord wants, but we're gonna get into something. Psalm 106, verse number 13. Psalm 106, verse number 13. I'm gonna read it in the amplified version. Psalm 106, 13. They hastily, let's talk about Israel in the Old Testament. They hastily forgot his works. They did not earnestly wait for his plans to develop regarding them. Let me read that again. Some of you caught that. and Let's, let's read it again so we, more of us can catch it. They hastily forgot his works. They did not earnestly wait for his plans to develop regarding them. Now, like I said, uh, God will put things in your heart years in advance of you stepping into them, yes. amen. 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 And some, some people who have, are of a more impetuous nature, a more uh, spontaneous nature. They they, they don't wait for God to move them into something. They're gonna they they gotta do something to push themselves into it before God moves them into it. All right. Come on, sir. They get ahead of God and mess everything up. No, you can't get ahead of God and mess it up. Well tell Moses that. Come on now. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. He got he he was uh, God called him to go deliver his people, Israel, out of Egypt's bondage. You remember that? And uh, he got over there and he started announcing it to everybody and, and some Egyptian rose up and said, who do you think you are? And he killed him. Remember that? Yes. Yes. He got in the flesh. He got ahead of God. Right. He's doing it his own way right. rather than the way of God. Yes, sir. Yes. And uh, the whole plan got delayed for 40 years. Right. He had to run for his life, go on the backside of the desert for 40 years. Yes. Well, you can't get ahead of God or mess up the plan of God. Tell Moses that. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. It cost him 40 years.
1: Amen.
0: It's awfully quiet out there.
1: Good Good word,
0: Praise the Lord. Amen. So no, you got to let God's plan. Notice the way that says that. I like the Amplified Version. It said they did not wait, earnestly wait for his plan to develop regarding them. You know, if you'll let him, he'll develop his plan. You don't have to, you don't have to uh, put yourself in the plan God has for you. You just be faithful and let him move you into it. Let him move you into it. And listen, if you put yourself there, you can be knocked out. But if he puts you there, if he opens a door, no man can shut it. No man can shut it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But if he shuts the door, no man can open it. King Saul, was unfaithful he got in the flesh King Saul in the Old Testament and and God shut the door on his ministry and Samuel prayed and prayed and prayed and said God change that change that and finally God said talk, talk, stop talking to me Samuel I'm not changing my mind amen in other words he shut God shut the door on King Saul and no man could open it what do you mean the door he shut the door on his ministry amen 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 and no one could open it when Jesus opens the door, though, no man can shut it. Amen. 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 Well, when God moves you into this real plan for you and somebody stands up against you and says, Well, who do you think you are? And you just say, Nobody, but God put me here. Amen. God put me here. Amen. God put me here. Amen. And I stand before him. Amen. 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 I like the boldness of Dr. Lester, Lester Summerall. Anybody ever heard of Dr. Lester Summerall? In his town in, uh, in, in Indiana there in the United States, God told him to start a church there to base his ministry out of. And uh, he went to the, you know, city officials and, and talked to him about this land that I have. I want to build a church there. And they wouldn't give him a permit. Only because, not because of any laws, but only because they were just, you know, opposed to his church there. And he kept talking to them, kept talking to them, and they wouldn't do it. And finally, he said, you're not just fighting a man, you're fighting God. And he said, uh, he said I, I, uh, I forget how he said it, but he said, a curse come on every one of you. Mm-hmm. And he said, every one of them died, except one man went into a wheelchair. And God said, I kept him alive as a sign. You don't cross my God's man. Amen. They were all removed, and he got his permit and built his church. Amen. Amen. Hello? Hello? You stand before God before a man that God put in an office and try to oppose him, you're gonna be cut up seven different ways. Yes. Amen. Amen. Stand in that authority, preacher. Whatever God's called you to do, stand in that authority. Stand there and say, No, God's called me, God's anointed me, and I'm gonna fulfill my ministry here. And there ain't enough devils in hell to stop me. Hallelujah. I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So um, this is, uh, this is uh, he said, they, they had to wait for the plan to develop. Uh, so there is a divine weight, not a human kind of weight. The human kind of weight is just the kind of weight that does nothing. It neglects the call. It doesn't, uh, you know, spend time in prayer, preparing yourself for the call. Uh, But the divine kind of weight is led of the spirit and doesn't get ahead of God in the flesh. It doesn't get out there and say, well, you know, God's taken too long. It's taken God too long to to really do what I really have in my heart. He's not moving fast enough. So I'm going to have to jump out and do this and make it come to pass. You're going to fall flat on your face. Amen. You're in the flesh. Amen. Glory glory to God. You got to crucify that impatience because it's through faith and patience we inherit the promises. You and I have got to be persistent and not quit. Just just be faithful. Just keep on being faithful in in the office he's got you in now. Although the whole time you know on the inside, I know God has more for me. I know most of us in here probably could say that. We know God has more for us. God has more for it. Why? Because he's put that divine knowing on the inside, and uh, there's a sense of it, and an awareness of it, and there's a sense of destiny on the inside, and sometimes we look at our lives, and we realize we're not walking yet in what God's called us to do, but how do we get there? Not through getting in the flesh, being impatient, and jumping out ahead of God. We got to let him, his plans develop concerning us, and one way to work with him in that is pray much in other tongues. Amen pray out that plan. Yes, sir. Amen. Am I making any sense? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. So, tell your neighbor, he's preaching good, you need to get a hold of what he's saying. Yes, the problem is, some people, they have their affection somewhere else, always longing to be somewhere they're not at yet. Yes. And that makes them unfaithful where they are right now. Amen. Amen. They do know that something's ahead, something other than what they are walking in, but they're not willing to be faithful where they are, let God prepare them where they are, knock some things out of their, their, uh, you know, their natural nature, you know, talking about their fleshly makeup, that would hinder them once they do stand in that. You remember the Bible said, don't put a novice in places of, of leadership, lest he be lifted up in pride and fall under the condemnation of the devil. Wow. There's some things that it's going to take some time to develop the character to be able to stand in. Yes, yes,
1: sir. Amen.
0: If you want to last. Yes, right. Amen. Now, if you just want to be a shooting star that disappears and nobody knows what happened, and, you know, then, then go ahead. Yeah. Right. But if you want to last, you want, you want, how many of you want to last a long time and you want to get to the end of the course God has for you? And here, Amen. well done, now good and faithful servant. Yeah. That if you want that, then it's going to take some time letting God work some things out. You remember in the Old Testament, God told Jeremiah, go down there to the potter's house and watch how he makes that, takes that lump of clay and forms it, you know. And that's, he said, that's the way my people are. And that's the way you and I are. There's things he's forming and molding and, and changing and, whoop, got to stop. There's a little, blub, there's a hard lump right there. I got to cut that out. And sometimes it feels like God's taking you being led, you're being led to the spirit into the wilderness. Come on now. It's like, well, God, what are you doing with me? I mean, I can see where they, uh, my, the ultimate plan God has for me is. It's right there. And here you are leading me over here.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Exactly. It's almost like you're leading me a different direction. Lord, why are you leading me over here? Because there's some things on this path over here that's going to knock some things out of you that, that, would, uh, that would cause you to fail once you finally get to where you're going.
1: Yes, sir. Amen. That's
0: good. I, know for, I, <laughs> I know of which I speak. I know of which I speak. Amen. Amen. Glory. So your preparation can be for where you're going, but your affection should be where God has you right now. Amen. If you don't keep your uh, uh, affections for where you are right now, you'll be unfaithful where you are right now. So just enjoy where you are right now some people are so miserable because I know God has more for me and I got got to get through this. You're flunking the test. You're flunking the, all depressed and all ambitious and and not being faithful where you are right now, you're flunking the test and only delaying the amount of time it's going to take for God to get you where he ultimately has for you. Pastor Jay, that's good preaching. Okay, thank you, thank you. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Glory, to Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Well, it's all good. Anyway, all good. young Christians, you know, they, they have a tendency to, uh, you know, get into this kind of habit. They uh, often are restless about where they are. They're unsettled. They're, they, they jump around a lot, you know. They jump from church to church and, and, and ministry to ministry and spiritual father to spiritual father. And, and uh, you know, you know, in and out of marriage and, and in and out of jobs and in and out of it. Just, it's just impetuous. I got to get to where I'm going. Don't know they aren't going anywhere. Exactly. Spinning their wheels. Just sitting there spinning their wheels. Amen. Tell, you, tell your neighbor, now I know he's preaching better than your amen. 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 Young people that do that and aren't faithful to just stay put, they're, 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 those things that God t- intended to knock out of them don't get knocked out of That's right. It's all true. Amen. amen. Well, the same is true about you and me. Let's let God just keep on working on us until he gets us where he wants us to be. Amen. If you would like more information about Pastor Jay Everly's ministry, Please visit us on Facebook at J. Eberly Ministries. Email us at info at Ministries.org, or call us at 319-366-2147. And remember, God prepares the man to fit the mantle, not the mantle to fit the man.